So, so we're smack in the middle of the Gemaras of Rebeir and Alekad de Meranein. So, whole last week, we were talking about Rochanina ben Trajan. Rochanina ben Trajan was the third person we mentioned who was arrested on such charges. But the first two got out. Rabbi and Parte got out. And, and um, Rabbi Yezra Agadol got out. And Rebchanina ben Trajan was killed. And we had the whole story of Rebchanina ben Trajan who got killed. Rebchanina ben Trajan had two daughters that we know of. One was the one who was sentenced along with Rebchanina ben Trajan. And she was sentenced to be in a Kubish al The second daughter of Rebchanina ben Trajan was Bruria, who was Rebchanina the Tana's wife. We learned last week that Bruria, Remeyer's wife, asked Remeyer to please get her sister out of her situation. Discussed last week how she worded it and what was the heter. And Remeyer let out his laid out his conditions that if she remained pure, she was Mr. Nefesh, then I could expect the nace. And that is what happens. Remeyer took a bucket of gold coins and he went to the guy in charge of the Kubish Zainus and told him, listen, take this pot of gold coins and you know, take half for yourself and pay off whoever you need to pay off to give accounting of where, of where my sister-in-law is and let me have my sister-in-law, let's go. Is the Kiddush of why they even bother rescuing her because since there was Gaiva that she had to have a punishment because she never, you know, she didn't stop her father or whatever? Is that the issue? I mean, well, no, that was why why she, she, she was because she was the Pesia Seha Nois. Right, what I'm saying is that she should. So, why should, well, you want to know why is her mayor interfering with Hashem's Gzeir? Yeah, why, or no one else did. So, this right? is a massive kasha. This is a massive kasha on all intervention. Uh, I think it's a Gemara that, that why do you give Tzaka? If Hashem decided that such and such a guy should be. Afflicted with Aeneas, so who am I to go against Rebbeinu <laughs> Listen, I would love for you to have money, but Rebbeinu doesn't. I'm the one to go against Rebbeinu Um And this gets into the whole Verapi Yerapi thing, which means Akash Baruch wants the guy sick. Who am I, the doctor, to heal him if a doctor heals at all? The answer to all of this is is that is that somewhere along the line, the answer is Akash Baruch wanted the person to go through the predicament. And Akash Baruch wanted you to be the fix. So Akash Baruch made that guy poor so that you can help him with stucco. And for him, the ticket was going through the Aini. And for you, the ticket is giving the stucco. That, in other words, a person, just because Akash Baruch puts him in a predicament for a certain reason, it doesn't mean that the rest of us should go hands off. That's Akash Baruch's Indian with him. And our Indian is to do everything we can. And, and, but no, the question you're asking is a much, much, much larger question. But every single time you intervene in, in someone's predicament. And by the way, this goes down to the other massive question. Why are we davening? This is a chayl. Someone asks you to daven. So you daven for the chayl. Hashem wants him sick. Where are you to daven? When you daven for yourself. All the things you daven for didn't happen to you by accident. HaKosh Baruch put you there. So there's, you know, there's three huge terutsim to this, but these are all questions, 
And the answer always, you know, like if I could like be like overly simplistic, is always Hakadosh Baruch wants you to do something about it. And, and like that's it's not a stira to Hakadosh Baruch putting that person in that matziv and you a davening, b acting to get him out. But you know, of course, it's a massive, massive. So, so sorry. So so. Anyway, so Remeyer gave, gave this guy the Tarkiv of the Dinri and said, pay you need to pay off and, and keep the rest for yourself. So the guy asked him the obvious question. One day, the money's going to run dry, to quote the Marcus brothers. One day, the money is going to run dry. Weimer's not here to sing it for us. Um, one day, it's an, it's an eighth day song. Anyone else? Does everyone know who the eighth day is? Yeah, they got the Marcus brothers. I don't know the song. Yeah, no. It's a good song. <laughs> um, anyway, I kid, sir, what's going to happen when the money runs dry? So you said, Sail it called the Mayor And that's what we got up to on on Wednesday. And, and I like, you know, like, I, I'm telling you, I'm still in the spell from the Pshatim, you know, they called the Mayor Anena that, that I saw. It, you know, if you didn't yet, please listen. It's, it's, it's Meridic, the Pshatim. Anyway. So, we'll start from the top of Yud Chesamid Bey's, the top. Umi Yemer Dahachiika. So the, the guy who was receiving the bucket of gold asked him here, yeah, how do you know that that saying of Elikad the Meir works? We had a couple of pshatim in how it works, but how do you know that it works? He says, okay, fine, test it out. You'll see right now. Havuhanu Kalbi there were these dogs, wild dogs, that ate people. So, Shoko Kala, the, the uh, rebeyer took a stick, shot them and threw it at the dogs to purposely upset them. So, it did the trick. And these guys are pretty easy to get upset. He upset these Vilda dogs. So the dogs came running after them, especially the prison guard, to eat him. Omar, he said, he uttered the words, the, the dogs let him go, and therefore, period, he let her go, that would be her mayor's sister-in-law, and, and he gave it to her. So, this bribing scheme only worked for so long. Eventually, the authorities caught on to this Shemer Besazainis that he was not being a good uh, employee, and they called him in for a trial. Asua, they, they hauled him in. Askua Lizakifa. They brought him up for um, for hanging. Um, if you look, if you look in Rashi, Askua Lizakifa, Litalia for hanging. Zakifa is parka shitzhilvinba. That they crucify you. Which was the we're talking about the Romans here, which was the methods that the Romans used to kill people. So they, they hung him up, and and Amr el and Achtua, they let him down. Which means he said el and every time they tried killing him, it just didn't work. The gallows fell, the gallows collapsed. They weren't able to secure him, and it kept on not working. And they thought that this guy was up to something. Oh, my high. 
what, what are you doing? What, what is the pshat that you're able to evade us killing you? He told him the whole story. He said, I had this girl. Her brother-in-law came in, paid me off, and said, utter these three words anytime I have problems. And I did it, and it works. And I did it with the dogs, and I did it with the money. And now I'm doing it with the hanging, and it works. So the officials hopped that this guy's not the problem. Remeyer is the problem. They hung up Remeyer's picture. The Musa de Remeyer, the picture of Remeyer, Apischa de in the gates of Rome. This is a forerunner to the 10 most wanted list. They, they hung up Remeyer's picture and said, wanted, bring this guy in for questioning. And Remeyer was the most wanted man in the Roman Empire. Amr called the Chazi Lepartsufa Hadein Leisei. If you see the man in this picture, bring him in. Yumachad Chazuhi. One day they saw him and they started chasing him. Rahat Abasrei, they ran after him. Rahat Mikarayim, he ran from in front of them. All Lebei Zainus. He ran into a base Zainus. And he did something there that convinced his pursuer, this is not Remeir. What did he do over there that convinced them beyond a doubt that that is not Remeir? Ikadamri, he saw a big pot of Bishalakum. Um, uh, we also say Nevela, something that's treif, that Remeir would never eat. What he did was he stuck his finger in and took a big lick of the, of the pot that was cooking. Now he faked it, says the Gemara. Says the Gemara, Tamash Baha Umasak Baha. He dipped this finger in and licked this finger. Which means Chasrashal, Remeir didn't eat treif. Although we could debate about the heter of eating treif when you're being chased for your life. But Remeir did not eat treif. Remeir just gave the appearance that he was perfectly willing and capable of eating treif, which caused the chaser to say, That's not Remeir, that's a or Ikidiamri, or another version of what happened to him in that Bezainus, which convinced the chaser that it's not Remeir, is us Elio. Elio came over there, and Elio Hanavi took on the appearance of a Zaina and Karkase and like embraced Remeir. And so this guy saw what he thought was Remeir embracing a Zaina. He says, That's not Remeir. So he let him go. Omar, chas v'shalom, iremeir hava lev avedachiv. That would be remeir. That would not happen. And remeir at that point chapt that um, the Roman Empire is no longer a hospitable place for him. And and come arak l'bavel. He ran to bavel, and remeir spent the rest of his days in bavel. That is the end of the story of Remeyer, except for one Yigidiyamru, which we'll do in a second. This story is the source in the Paiskim for a very, very interesting practice. In, in Sefer Achsidim, in Sefer Achsidim, he says that you see from here, it is mutter to dress like a guy. That's basically what Remeyer did. He acted like a guy. He pretended to eat Bishalakam. He pretended to go to the Bezainis. 
he acted like a guy, he dressed like they took on the appearance of a guy in order to save himself. And the Sefer Chassidim brings this Gemara and says it is permissible for a person to act like a guy, not only to save his life, if it'll save him a couple bucks in taxes, it's also mutter. Which means it was, it was mamish, like the official policy. In the best, best, best times that we had throughout history, we were tolerated, but we paid extra taxes. So if acting like a guy will exempt you from a little bit of taxes, the Sefer Chassidim takes it further and says, one is permitted to act, dress, assume the look of a guy in order to save himself and even in order to potter himself from taxes. That's the Sefer Chassidim, which is a Rishon. The Trumas Hadeshen, which is a very, very early Achron, Trumas Hadeshen discusses this. Trumas Hadeshen says, I don't understand. Don't we say in the famous Gemara in 6 Parak above Kama that if a guy asks you to even change your shoelace, you're not allowed. I feel like said the Masana. If a guy even asks you to do one little, little, little practice that makes you give you a teeny bit of an appearance of a guy, it is us to do it, and one is Mechuyiv to get killed for that. So Shuma Sadashan said, yeah, the chilik is obvious. Over there, the guy is asking you, give up your religion. Stop acting like a yid. And there, at that point, you have to say no to everything. Here, no guy is asking you to stop acting like a yid. You're doing this as a preemptive strike, and you're doing this to give the appearance of the guy, so it won't come to that. That, says the Truma Sadashin is mutter. Truma Sadashin ends the Truma, that it's fine to do this when you're dealing with something important like getting killed. The Truma Sadashin is uncomfortable allowing this stomp to pop to yourself from taxes, but when it comes to getting killed and saving yourself, the Truma Sadashin, of course, sides with the Sefer Chassidim and says it's mutter. What you're saying, I'll, 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 what we said a lot ago, that Harchek uh, may, yeah, good point. Um, so, so, so I guess it's no worse than we had with one of the top of Yudzayinim base, Nezah Pesach the Beisayinus, V'nichli Elitzer and Kabbal Agra, that if there's, if there's an ulterior motive to go to Beisayinus, and you know you're not going to be Nechshel, he embraced her. Yeah, I mean, he, he could be like selling paper towels to the Beisayinus, which for sure he does. You know, he could be like, you know, like, you know, they probably own the place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, you know, they for sure sell them soda. <laughs> you know, like, that's mother. Um, so, like this. The rush over in, in, in Novetizar, the second parak, says it is usher to save yourself from a guy by telling a guy you're a guy. Right? If a guy comes over to you, who, like, what are you, a yid or a guy? You're not allowed to say I'm a guy. Because by saying you're a guy, you're embracing their religion and you're perforce, rejecting our religion. So the Rosh says it is also to say you're a guy. So how do we synthesize these two psakim? We have the psak of the Sefer Chassidim, the Truma Sadeshen makes it Lamaisa, that one is able to dress like a guy in order to save himself, yet the Rosh says it is also to identify yourself as a guy in order to save yourself. So if you look in the psak of the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch paskins this, it's fascinating, you're like, I went to look up this halacha, and you just can't help but reading all the halachas. Like, this is like halacha lamais. Like, we read halacha. Like, your tzitzes have to be this big, and they have to be the strings like this, and they have to be like this, and your tzitzes have to be like this. Okay, when a guy comes to you and puts a gun to your head, you do this. When it, and the mamash halacha lamais, and it was unfortunately halacha lamais for thousands of years. 
the Mechaber Paskins, you're never allowed to say that you're a guy. But you're allowed to dress like you're a guy. The Mechaber Paskins is very simply, we're dealing with two totally separate issues. To dress like a guy, to act like a guy, that is mutter. To say I am a guy, that is also. And the Mechaber, therefore, paskins both these halachas. He paskins the Sefer Chassidim and the Trubas Adeshim based on our Gemara of Rameyer, that one is able to do that. And he also paskins the Rush. You can't say it. So, so if you want, you could put on like a Harley Davidson shirt and you could put on whatever, you know, you could dress the part and people can think whatever they think. But if they ask you, hey, you Chaim Isaac from the Shtibel or you Taka Harley Davidson guy, then you're not, you're not allowed to say you're not, it's also to say. That's the line. Saying. Okay. We ended the suga a few lines early. Some say this was the reason for a mayor's escape. Others say it was because of the terrible story that befell Remeyer's wife, Bruria. The story is so terrible, and you don't want to go wrong, so we're just going to learn Rashi together. Rashi says the story. Rashi is about five lines into the thin lines from the top. Uh, Rashi says the story. One time, whatever, she was malaglig. She was poking fun at the Maimer Chazal, Noshem Daitin Kalas. Chazal say Noshem Daitin Kalas. Remeir's Bruria took offense from that. Remeir said, Chayecha, I swear, you will one time agree that these words are true. And Remeir commanded one of his students, Linasaisa, Lidvaravera, go test her, go seduce her, see if you can convince her to do an Avera with you. And the, and the student of Remeir made many entreaties to her, like was, uh, was bugging her for a long time. Eventually, Bruria gave in. It doesn't say that they actually did anything, but Bruria agreed to do something. And when it became known, she strangled herself. And Remeir had to run to Bavel out of sheer embarrassment of what had happened. His Talmud, his wife, the whole story, he ran away. Mamish, a... Uh, a sad story. So, so this is our Remeyer. This is our Remeyer that we that we always talk about. His Rebbe, his Rebbe went off the derech. Acher. His Rebbe went off the derech and became became Acher. His wife befell this end. His shiver was killed. His shviger was killed, and his sister-in-law was saved from a beisayinus. This is Remeyer's life. And that, that's, you know, the little that we do know about Remeir. Yet, he was arguably the greatest Tana. You know, Remeir was so harf, we don't pass him like him. But Remeir was arguably the greatest Tana. Mamish, incredible.
Mamish incredible. Stam Mishnah is Rameir, yeah, yeah. We, but we won't call it by name. If we don't say Rameir, we could pass it like it. But if we say Rameir, we don't. But every time we ask, no, that's what we say Aglili. And out of order. And that's that's Machlik's dream. That's only Baba Basra rest of Shas. But that's Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Meir knew that. And set, forget the first part of your question. Setting him up? Okay, but. Mind bending. You're 100 percent correct. You're 100 percent correct. I was looking around. I was looking around. Like, you should know. I, I remember. I heard this story when I was like 10 years old. It's like the second barrel wine tape. It's like holy cow. This is the, the house of ill repute. I didn't know what a house of ill repute was, but that's what it was. Yeah, the Gemara Kedushin, Rashi's quote. Bring back the Jack for example story? Remember Kitsurasa, but I think, yeah. Well, must they have wasn't there or no? I remember that being a hack. Probably wasn't. Wasn't, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he knew it wasn't really saying, oh, he was going to do it. Right, I'm, yeah. You would imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's one of these things you don't really want to get to the bottom of. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean it's a chasarn to me. I, not me, it is a chasarn to me. Okay, continues the Gemara. So if you remember, we're all, this all came from a Mishnah way long ago that, that the second half of the first paragraph of Vedasar deals with business transactions one may not have with Akum. One of them is building an Itztaten. And Itztaden is a place where they used to um, have like bullfighting, but the bull always won. In fact, this is how, well, one of the ways, obviously we saw another way is crucifixion, but one of the ways they used to deal with people they didn't like political prisoners was they would like, you know, feed them to the lions, to the snakes, to the wild bulls, and, they, and the island would have a jolly good time watching uh, an animal kill a human. They, they were different back days. Back in those days, um, huh? There's still a bull, but no, no one like dies like that. We don't officially watch it. I mean, like MMA is close, but like you know, not this. So a person who goes it's stadin, person who goes to these stadiums where Rashi says where they have gorings. That is not snakes. It is magicians. Snake charmers. Bugin umukyain, umulyain, vilulyain, blurian, salgoyrayain. These are all kinds of clowns and mimes and pantomimes and guys that do. <laughs> you like that pantomime? <laughs> um, it, it's guys that that act things out and don't say the words. I'm like, you, you ever play Pictionary? Maybe. Do you do you win? <laughs> do you cheat? Oh, you might. So, 
So, um, says the Gemara, Hareza Moshev Leitzim, this is a Moshev Leitzim, which we are now going to have the sugya for one blot, or at least an Ahmed, of Moshev Leitzim. Hareza Moshev Leitzim, about them, the Pasuk says, Ashrei Aish, Ashrei Holach, etc., etc. We're going to dash every single part of the Pasuk. Rather than engaging in such frivolity, a person should learn. This teaches us These items bring a person to Bittal Torah. Asks everyone who reads this Gemara, what do you mean they bring you to Bittal Torah? This is the Bittal Torah. Meaning, you want to say, you want to say, don't walk over there, don't go into that room in the dorm because that'll bring you to Bittal Torah. I hear that. You're saying, don't go to a circus because it'll bring you to Bittal Torah. Don't go to a to a bullfight in in Papaloma, What's that thing called in, in in Spain? Don't. What's it called? Running the bull. Yeah. Where that? What's the city? What city is it in? Papaloma. Yeah. That. That. So don't go there because. No, that is the Bittal Tyra. What are you talking about? What do you mean they bring you to Bittal Tyra? So the Seder Yankov says, beautiful. Beautiful but scary. Says the Seder Yankov, Avada, there is such a thing as R&R. Rest and relaxation. Avada. A person has to be in touch with himself, aware of himself, and a person has to know when he needs to relax and what he needs to do to relax, what he needs to do to air his mind out so that he's a functioning A, learner, B, say mitzvah, C, say family. That if a person is, is a robot until he pushes himself to the point of exploding, that is not healthy for his learning, it's not healthy for Rabbi Hashem, it's not healthy for his family. Avada, a person has to recreate, and a person should recreate, and a person can recreate. But the forms of recreation that a person does has to be the kind that are productive recreation. And when he finishes recreating, then he is able to do the rest of his life effectively. He's able to learn effectively. He's able to be with his family effectively. He's able to be an Ever Hashem effectively. The kinds of rest and relaxation that change a person and make them into a person who is incapable then of going back to the Gemara, then that kind of recreation is a bad kind of recreation. And that's what the Gemara is saying over here. The fact that you're not learning right now, the fact that you're going to an event to relax right now, is not in and of itself Bittal Taira. You see from here, it doesn't say Hareze Bittal Taira. It says these things are made Venus audibly day because if a person attends these kind of things, they get into his mind and he becomes a different person and he has a ruach of leitzonus. That's what he says. And al yidei this, he cannot he cannot further engage in learning. This explains a couple things. First of all, the Magen Avram brings in. Um, this is like in Brachas, when he talks about the Brachas on different sites that we make. He says that this is not limited to Gaiisha circuses. When, when, a, when the Yidin have such an event, one should not go either. It's not a Gaiisha thing, because it's not the Etzem Zach, it's what it does to you later. There's another Magen Avram, 
I, I don't understand. I don't know if he means it cynically or we're, we're in the Sugi Vaitanas. I don't know if he means it cynically or straight up. The Magen Avram says, The Asr Leilech Letartiyais V'la Yadana Mihitiram Bepurim this kind of like plays that they have, that they make like tzannis, it's us, even if it's a Yiddish one. I don't even know who permitted it on Purim. This is his lash. It's in, it's in uh, Shinzayin, which is the simon in Shulchan Aruch about like, you know, reading the newspaper on Shabbos. So he says, V'efshe shenimshach lehem Maybe on Purim, it's because they're following the schaik of Achashverosh. So does he mean that like, so it's mutter because of an hapaychu? Or is he saying like, I don't know, who, like, is he like being like, you know, like, like, like yeshivish, like, you know, it's like, you, so you have to act like Achashverosh? Like, is that, like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how to read the Magan Avram. I don't know, Pisky Chus doesn't say anything. I, I, I am looking at the Machas Hashachar yet, but like, the, is the Magen Avram saying that like you're acting like Achshverish? That's your habit to do it on Purim, or or is the or is the Magen Avram saying that like it's like we do it on Purim to show what Achshverish was about, and that's why we have a heter to act like that on Purim. But this whole Shtigal Tyra, that this is not simply Bittel Tyra, it changes a person's mindset, explains another massive halacha. The halacha is, all the place can say this, that a woman is also usher to attend such events. So if it's al-stam, straight up bitol taira, women don't have any isra bitol taira. So how is it also? Why would it be also for a woman to attend such an event? If you say, like we're saying, that it's not out the bitol taira you do now, there's nothing wrong with what you're doing now. If you need it to recreate, if you need it to relax, if you need it to be up, chill out, that's fine. Oh, but it changes your mindset. And that, that's why it's also for women. That, that would explain that halacha. Okay, let's stop here.